Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi everybody, this is Jerry Bryant, and welcome to another edition of Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show, taking you back to where it all began. And on this episode, I'm continuing my conversation with the two founding members of the alternative Christian rock band, The Choir. On my last episode, I focused on Steve Hindelong and Derry Doherty's work in the 80s. And if it's all right with you, we're going to bend the rules a little on this episode and focus our attention on what the band and their members did during the 90s up to the present day. The 90s started out with Derry joining in with what was supposed to be a one-off project with a few of his friends and, well, it became something much more to their surprise. I'm speaking of the Lost Dogs, a kind of Christian musical supergroup formed in 1991, comprising vocalists, songwriters, and guitarists from multiple Christian alternative rock bands. There's Terry Scott Taylor of Daniel Amos and the Swirling Eddies, Michael Rowe of the 77s, Derry Doherty, and Steve Hendelong of the Choir. The original lineup included the late Gene Eugene of Adam Again, who died in 2000. The band's eclectic blending of folk, blues, country, and rock has been characterized as a sort of CCM equivalent to the Traveling Willoughbys. <laughs> Although, in my humble opinion, this is an understatement, as they have outlasted and outplayed that conglomeration of artists. Here are the guys discussing how the idea for this kind of band came about. Why don't you listen in? Full circle. Full circle. Well, originally, uh, originally, I think it was Joe Taylor's idea. Joe and Gene, Eugene from Adam Again, and Joe from Undercover, they had a label called Brainstorm, and um, they, Gene, at, at one point, Gene and Joe were talking about another project to do, and uh, one of them, I don't know who it was, there's still an argument about who, if it was Joe or Gene that said it, but somebody said... Gene's not still arguing. Well, Gene's not still arguing now, <laughs> no. He was at the time. Uh, Gene said it was his idea, Joe said it was his idea, that you get do kind of a Wilburys thing where you get these guys, singers from different bands, and you do this project. And it was going to be just a one-off record. And so, um, so it was Gene, so then Gene said, well, we got to get, we got to get Terry and Derry. And then the wild card was kind of Mike. We didn't know if he would do it. And he decided he would do it. But then Joe got left out, so he was kind of mad about that. But he didn't sing anyway, so we didn't want another, we didn't want just a guy in there playing keyboard. We didn't need keyboard bass. Keyboard bass, we didn't need that. Yeah, um, and, pl- and plus over the years of knowing Gene and knowing Terry, we had a lot of musical things in common that wasn't anything to do with our bands. It was that, you know, more folky, you know, singer-songwriter, or in Gene's case, like an R&B thing or whatever. So we, you know, we got to, got together, and I remember Mike, Terry, Terry and Gene picked up Mike at the airport, and I met him at the studio, at Gene's studio, and it was kind of awkward at first, you know. And everybody was, everybody was pretty reverential of Terry. Gene and I, because we had, you know, kind of grown up with his thing, but Mike was very distant. He was just like, eh, you know, 
I never liked DA that much. You know, he was whole, that was his, they were kind of rivals. You know, it's like I didn't like. He's DA, still that you know? way. Yeah, I don't like him. That was you know new wave comedy music. He called it. So it was it was interesting to to do, and we and we never thought. I mean, once we got going, we really enjoyed it, but we never thought we would do another record ever. We thought it was just going to be a one time thing, which is one of the reasons why we put so many songs on there. There's like 18 or 19 songs on that record. And then, you know, then we got it done and it was fairly, you know, for what it was, was fairly successful. And Gene called and said, let's do another one. We did another one and did another one after that. Just kept going. And here's the song, Scenic Routes, which is the title track to this musical experiment gone wild, which opens the album and provides a glimpse of things to come in the form of a musical travelogue in which they mesh together religious imagery with Route 66 roadside attractions. Auto Sheik's his blind as off plows up the common streets. The lost dogs bark the Nicene Creed and dream of boats to eat. Raise Eglantine's hot joe and beans to see the desert heat. Yeah, we'll take the scenic route. Stop and smell you the road. Imagine what it's all about. With eyes wide open. Dogs, featuring our special guest, Derry Doherty, along with three more of his friends. Now, did you hear the reference to the choir's fifth album, Wide-Eyed Wonder, in the song? Well, if you missed it, you can always go back and listen again as we're available as a free download on iTunes. Just go to the iTunes store and look under Full Circle Jesus Music for the podcast. The idea of using music as a kind of sentimental, tonal expression of the events and people around them was nothing new to Derry, as is seen in his earlier work with Steve in the choir. None more evident than in the song from the album Chase the Kangaroo, called Everybody in the Band, which was a musical thank you to those who work behind the scenes for the group. Now, Steve filled me in on the background, or if you will, behind the music story, about this song. 
That was about our uh, roadie helper guy named Mark Circle. Mm-hmm. And most most bands that are successful have people around them that, that keep them going, mm-hmm. that do the stuff. You know, they're not rock star. They're not ego. You know, they're not driven by their ego. They're servants. And we had one of those guys. His name was Mark. And, and I remember telling Derry, uh, man, we should write a song about Mark. We should write a song and dedicate it to Mark and put it on the album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Derry was all disgusted. Says you can't, I mean, he loved Mark, but he's like, you can't. He, Derry always has hated what he calls novelty songs. Yeah. Like at this t- time, that sa- you know, if I had Rifleman, whatever happened to the Rifleman, that would have annoyed Derry. In effect, it did. Yeah, I don't like talking in songs. And talking and those goofy things. I like, the, I like you know, more... I don't know what you want to call it. Steve and Terry always gravitate to that talking. Terry and I like would gravitate, you know, like the more crazy, you know, bizarre. But but Derry says you can't write a song called that, and I go, oh, yeah, I could. And I was sitting there with Gene, uh, Eugene, and Derry walked out, and I go, I can make a song like that up in five minutes. It was exactly what I did. I got my guitar. And I go, I'm going to go record it right now. And I, I seriously, I wrote it, it, made it up in five minutes. I go, Gene, record this. Yeah. I go walking out there, and I started singing. Everybody in the band appreciates Mark. You know what? He smokes a lot of camels, drives the van all night, even when the mix is been so on. I did it, and we laughed, and that's we recorded that. And then Gene started going, "I love that song." And he kept yeah. he kept saying, "That needs to go on your album." And yeah, Derry's yeah. like, "No, no, yes." So it ends up going on there, yeah, and was. then the record label is like, "You can't say smokes a lot of camels." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like why he does? Yeah. You know, you can't do that. You know, so they made us go back and re-record that song. I had to go back and make up a different word, and so I made up in tears for man's condition. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of mocking him, you yeah. know. Instead of smoking cigarettes, he's in tears for man's condition. He drives the van all night. And, um, yeah, that's on there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Everybody in the band appreciates Mark. Everybody in the band Tears for man's condition He drives the van all night Even when the mix is bad He says it sounds alright And everybody in the band Appreciates Mark And everybody in the band Appreciated Leo Cause everybody loved him Leo ran the show He hugged a few promoters So sad to see him go And everybody in the band Appreciated Leo And everybody in the band Appreciates Mark Everybody in the band The Choir A special nod to these folks who are out of the spotlight, but are just as important as any member of the group. Like they say, the show couldn't go on without them. Probably inspired by the Jackson Brown song, The Loadout, a musical tribute to his roadies, which came out on the 1977 hit album, Running on Empty. Throughout the years, the choir has worked with numerous Christian artists, and one of those was Mark Hurd. Mark was born December 16, 1951, passed away on August 16, 1992. A record producer, engineer, singer, songwriter originally from Macon, Georgia, released 16 records in his lifetime, 
produced and performed with many other artists, both Christian and secular. Steve talked about playing on Mark's album, Second Hand. Now, I remember, uh, you know, it was a, a great thing. I'm so proud of that I got to play drums on Second Hand. And he called me and asked me to play. And he said, I says, why are, you, you're, why are you calling me to play? And he says, well, I'm just, just hiring my friends that I think need the money the most. He goes, besides, it's hardly any money. <laughs> yeah. And it's only one day, and I want you to play all the songs in one day. So, but I remember I played eight songs in one day. Yeah. And I had these new boots, these like cowboy boots. They had like tread on them, you know, and they felt really good. And, and uh, I mean, he ended up replacing me with Dave Raven on a few, but I ended up with five tracks on that album. And I just called those, these are my lucky boots. Yeah. And I wore them for four years. Yeah, that's right. That's a really good record. That second has a great record, too. Uh, Not Over Coffee and and, uh, I Look Over My Shoulder is my Mm -hmm. favorite track I've ever played on the drums. The song that was Steve's favorite to play drums on was called Look Over Your Shoulder, filled with a message of hope, a realistic hope, based not on the circumstances of the world, but in heaven, a hope which must be held despite the world's condition. It's a hope that's called us to deny our despair. As he sings in the song, if you must be afraid, be afraid of yourself. For being afraid of the fear you felt, you'll weather well in a climate of love. It takes more than your passion, more than your pain. For the rock of forgiveness to melt in the rain, look over your shoulder and tell me what's coming. Looking back to 1991, the late great Mark Hurd, someone we all miss dearly, with a quiet acoustic flavored look over your shoulder. And when I return, another Mark Heard song sung by the choir. Look over your shoulder and tell me what's coming. Tell me what is the bogey. You're so afraid of The eyes in the back of our heads can persuade That just for the moment mercy swayed Look over your shoulder Tell me what's coming Into your sad eyes and tell me what you see. What is left of the child who's hiding behind them? Who longs to be laughing in places of life? Knows that the morning will follow the night Look into your sad eyes and tell me what you see If you must be afraid, be afraid of yourself For being afraid of the fears you have Climate of 
Mark Hurd, and Look Over Your Shoulder, on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Now singing along with him was Kate Miner, also known as Pam Dwinell Miner. Kate was also singing with Mark during his final performance at the Cornerstone Festival, where he had a heart attack and died the following month. Kate would go on to record a tribute to Mark, featuring this song, along with Randy Stonehill. And both Steve and Derry provided musical accompaniment on the track as well. You may recall that the album that that song was on was called Strong Hand of Love, a tribute to Mark Hurd, recorded and released in 1994 after his death, with proceeds benefiting the Hurd Family Fund. Also on the album, a song of Mark's performed by the choir called Tip of My Tongue. The song is a passionate yearning to know what is real as well as, well, Mark's own struggles to express himself and his feelings within the confines of mere mortal words and a three-minute rock song, a concept that both Derry and Steve can identify with. And when I come back, a song sung by Derry that will live on and on, featuring guest vocalist Bob Bennett and the amazing Julie Miller.
train But like the chorus from the mountains of the ocean floor Like the wind burst up bird wings taking flight in a hard rain Like a mad dog on the far side of Dante's door Not the scale from my This is Jerry Bryant, and my web address is on the tip of my tongue. So I can remind you that you can listen to this special episode again. Just go to my website at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Or, if you would prefer, subscribe to the free download to your iPod at the iTunes Store. You can even pass it on to a friend who missed it. (laughs) What a blessing! The show's downloaded around the world from iTunes. Now, maybe you found the show that way. If so, would you write me and let me know? My address is info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Could this be the week that you help sponsor an upcoming episode of Full Circle? It's pretty easy. You can go to my website at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com and there's a PayPal link. It makes it possible for these classic songs to get played again. Now, there are many sites that play the songs that I play, I'm sure. We're just recalling the memories as well and and sharing fresh interviews with these pioneers. You can download past interviews from Chuck Gerard from Love Song, The Band Servant, Randy Stonehill and Phil Kage, Michael Card, Brian Duncan, many, many more. So start downloading from the archives and enjoy. Full Circle. Full Circle. Full Circle. Hi, this is Derry Doherty. And I'm Steve Hinderlong, and we're the choir. You're listening to Full Circle Jesus Music with Jerry Bryant, taking you back to where it all began. I'm glad you stayed around for much more with the choir. In 1991, Steve and Derry took on a new project that was a precursor to the modern worship albums so prevalent within the CCM world today. The album was entitled At the Foot of the Cross, Volume 1. The album was a liturgical concept, a piece of musical art that included their bandmates from the choir, along with other musical friends, including Kate Miner, who we heard from a little earlier on the show, Jerry Chamberlain, an original member of Daniel Amos, Bill Batstone, Michael Knott, Michael Rowe, Phil Kage, and Mark Hurd. On our featured track entitled Beautiful Scandalous Night, Derry shares the lead vocals with Bob Bennett and Julie Miller. The song is part of the atonement section of the album, which also includes the title within the lyrics of the hymn. Here's Stephen Derry to tell us more about this album 
that's withstood the test of time. Well, at the foot of the cross, I think, yeah, definitely back then it was a, one of the first things like that. And we got the idea from, there was a magazine called uh, Harvest Rock Syndicate. It was out, and it was kind of the alternative rock magazine. Pretty popular magazine, and they did, you know, the thing that Tower Records used to do where they did the Desert Island Discs. If you went to Desert Island, what 10 or 15 albums would you take? And Steve and I remember we were talking about it at some point, and, and I think Steve was saying, you know, if I really, because Steve, Steve can get real literal about things, so instead of, you know, it, it's like, I'm, I'm like the fantasy guy, he's like the literal guy. So he was going, well, you know, if I really went to an island, I would have one of these kind of records, one of these kind of records, but there's nothing, what would I take worshipful? What would I take that was, you know, Christian that I'd want to hear over and over again? And, and we couldn't really think of anything as far as that wasn't, that was more just worshipful and not artist. So that's kind of where we got the idea. That's kind of where the idea came from. Yeah. Derry was into this uh, this album called uh, This Mortal this Coil. Coil. It was off this the, a label called 4AD that had a lot of artists he liked, uh, imports. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a, sort of a various artists record, English, mm-hmm. real moody and ethereal. And he said, wouldn't, it was his idea, what, what if we had did a worship album with different artists that sounded kind of like This Mortal Coil, really cool, something we would like. Mm-hmm. So that was great, and, and lyrically it was very different for us because our uh, music had always been really integrated. Like I talked about, the, uh, our albums would talk about love songs and this and that, and then we'd have faith worked in, try to include so much. Where this was an album that was very focused, it was the Trinity, clouds, rain, fire. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit laid out very organized and focused on that, nothing but that. So lyrically, it was it was a great experience for me, a great worship experience writing it and creating it. And we were really proud of it, the foot of the cross. We had started our own label at that point, a label called Glasshouse, and we were really really proud of it. As far as a, a real statement, of, we thought it was a, a really good statement of faith for us yeah. at that point. And here's that song of passion, beautiful scandalous night, whose scriptural references include Matthew 27, verses 45 through 54. Isaiah 53, and Acts chapter 2, verses 23 and 24. The Choir. Go on up to the mountain of mercy, to the crimson perpetual tide. Kneel down on the shore, be thirsty no more. Go under and be Follow Christ to the holy mountain Sinners sorry and wrecked by the fall Cleanse your heart and your soul In the fountain that flows For you and for me and for all At the wonderful tragic mysterious tree on that beautiful scandalous night you and me were atoned by his blood and forever washed white on that beautiful scandalous night on the hillside you of the 
cross justified And your spirit restored By the river that pours From our blessed Savior's side At the wonderful, tragic, mysterious tree On that beautiful, scandalous night You and me were atoned by His blood And forever washed white On that beautiful, scandalous night Scandalous Night. Derry Doherty with Bob Bennett and Julie Miller. On Full Circle, back to where it all began. In my conversation, I asked Steve and Derry about the various albums they've done over the years, in the configuration known as the choir, and which albums were their favorites. And can you imagine what they had to say? Well, let's listen. They're doing that thing where on the internet where everyone's like naming their top 15 this, top 15 that. And um, they asked us to, to do our top 15 song. Everyone was saying the top 15 choir songs. And I kept trying and trying and I couldn't, it, it, I can't emotionally, uh, it's like, it's a cliche, but it is like picking your favorite child mm-hmm. in a way. I don't know, maybe you can answer, Jerry. I don't know. Well, I think the new one is my favorite as far as releases is my favorite. But a lot of that could be because it's now, and we're real proud of it. I think nostalgically, probably uh, Chase Kangaroo mm-hmm. for me would be it. I think if I, I, if I have to pick, I'm going to say Speckled Bird. And people don't talk about it. I think it's underrated because mm-hmm. I, I really think it was so raw and honest. And I don't think people wanted to hear that then. But I think we really, there's some really strong communication there. Mm-hmm. Vulnerability that ha- didn't happen before because because the '80s was so much about the drum machine, and if you played real drums, it had to be perfect like the machine, trying to beat it. And the same thing now, after that, you know, where we are now, where everything is edited and fixed and auto-tuned and perfect. And right there in that early '90s, there was this whole new thing. I think you know, you had the whole grunge thing going on in Seattle, and Nirvana inspired this whole thing where where 
you've got the bottom hits back on the drums. You're not gating everything. Everything's open. Your drummers are really playing. You know, lyrics are honest again. You're done with the 80s pop thing, you know, and, and it's like introspective. And I don't know. I think mm -hmm. for, for that time, we, we had waited. We had done six albums in six years, and then we waited for four or five years and hit that thing, and our lives were just a mess at that time. We were really in transit. Half the album we were in LA, then the other half we're in Nashville, and it just reflects mm -hmm. uh, a lot of tension, a lot of tension, and, and, a, and uh, a lot of light and, sh and shadow. So I, I guess I guess I, I'm most proud of that one. Yeah. This is Jerry Bryant, and as a footnote, the album that Derry mentioned called Speckle Bird was the eighth studio release from the band, released in 1994. Many of the songs reflected the difficulty of their move from Southern California to Nashville, Tennessee during the making of the LP. The struggles they faced were covered by God's grace, as it was poetically pronounced in the following track from the album. Screaming at the newsman Telling him to take it Will you 
Grace, the choir, on Full Circle. Toward the end of 1999, one of our special guests, Steve Hendelong, was asked to act as producer and creative coordinator for a worship project called City on a Hill, Songs of Worship and Praise. Numerous artists collaborated during the recording sessions to produce some wonderful moments on the project, it also had an orchestral ensemble to provide a rich emotive sound for the production. Some of the groups to lend their talents to the project included Jars of Clay, Third Day, Sixpence, None the Richer, FFH, and Cademan's Call. Full circle. Full circle. For years, I mean, that always resonated with us as, man, that was good that we did that. Mm-hmm. That felt so good. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do it again, and that's when I had the opportunity to do City on a Hill which was mm, 10 years later. Mm-hmm. It was 10 years later. And it also is, is the Trinity. The first song, God of Wonders. The, the, the middle song is Precious Jesus. The last song, Merciful Rain. It's, it's not, the lines aren't drawn so clear, but it's very similar. Um, but this one was a new challenge because it needed to be more accessible. It was on a you know, bigger budget, bigger artists, bigger expectation as far as that. And, and that is something that about worship music when you're offering something to uh, the church in the broad sense, there's little kids, there's old people, there's all the again, there's all, and you, so you're not so much wanting to bother people as much as is. So it's real tricky to do something that you think is relevant, you relate to musically, but also doesn't have the same tension and, and so forth that our other music would have. So I think City on a Hill was the first time that I ever really approached something as a producer that was trying to be very broad and accessible and it was the first successful commercial thing (laughs) any of us have ever done and now the featured track has the choir partnered with lee nash of sixpence for the beautiful acoustic composition called precious jesus
of sixpence none the richer precious jesus on full circle with jerry bryant now many may have thought that the choir's days of creative output was over with but 2010 proved to be a fruitful year of inspiration for stephen Derry, with the release of not one but two albums the first was a cd of new material called burning like the midnight sun the second entitled Deplumed, consisting of acoustic re-recordings of one song from each of the choir's 12 previous studio albums. Both projects are physical evidence that the fire has not gone out and that they are flying high much like a phoenix rising from the ashes. The choir even headed out on the road, with some of the shows being done as strictly acoustic private house shows. What's a house show, you might ask? Well, it's where a particular fan will book the boys, have them perform in their living room for 25 or 30 friends, or as many as they can cram in the house. It became a popular trend among some artists over the past few years. So when I asked Stephen Derry why they had been working on other people's projects and why it took so long to release some new music of their own, well, this was their humorous and honest response. Because it doesn't pay, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we're all working on 
we're working on all kinds of projects all the time, and uh, so it, it has to be kind of the perfect storm for it to happen. You know, there has to be inspiration, there has to be time set aside to do it. Um, so it just kind of worked out this time. It seems like about five years now is the deal. Yeah. Well, I hope we don't take so long next time. But, you know, uh, we're really proud of every record we've done, and we've really taken everyone to heart. I will say in our case that just about every record we've done, we really thought it was our last, or certainly could be our last, because uh, we never were uh, what you would call commercially successful, and we knew that we weren't facilitating the objectives our A&R guys and so forth wanted us to do, and, and so and we were going to make the record that we wanted to hear anyway. So there's a sense of urgency, so we're really proud of every record we've done, so we can't just like throw one out. I mean, we really have to be ready uh, to really put ourselves all into it. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Well, then, tell me about the song Burning Like the Midnight Sun. Um, What was the inspiration, the poetic nature of that particular track? And I have to tell you again, after just one listen, it's one of those songs that, well, it just sticks with you all day long. Well, it's... The way it came to me had nothing to do with the, with the song, but I play tennis with Matt Slocum. You know, he, he's in Six Minutes, None the Richer, and he's he's a great tennis player. And um, I, I I have a pretty bad second serve. You know, I'm not that great. I, I don't have a great serve. You know, period. But um, you know that whole second serve that you kind of is real soft, mm-hmm. and it's really soft. And so sometimes I'll try to fool him. Like I'm gonna do this big hard first serve, and I hit this really soft, lofty second serve, and once in a while it'll fool him, you know, be back too far, and then he goes, "You got me with the midnight sun." He goes, "I thought it was never coming down." <laughs> so I got, you know, and I just filed that away. I have this motto: "Shoot the bird while it's in your sight," which is like when you hear a good idea, you know, take it home, put it in the bag, and take it home. You can, you know, clean and feather it later. <laughs> I think in terms of analogy, I'm sorry. So I thought, that's a good hook, you know, burning like the midnight sun. And then uh, when Derry had this music, gave me several things he demoed, right away I just heard that hook fitting on that song, and it is about perseverance, not about the tennis serve. <laughs> I'm not a
Midnight Sun, the choir on Full Circle. And I pray that you'll keep burning no matter what. You know, the only thing that we have is today. Even these memories of the past legacy of Jesus music are fading memories. We need to remember them, but we need to bring their truths into today. Now, many of the letters I receive from time to time encourage me to continue on with this radio broadcast, not to stop that these songs must not be forgotten. Well, with the help of my listeners underwriting the show, I'll do just that. You know, it wouldn't take that much from everyone if they just give a little every month. I'm so grateful for those who have. Maybe you are considering sponsoring a full circle episode in the future. You can write me for more information about how to do this at info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's info at FullCircleJesusMusic.com. And thanks. Well, as I reach the end of my time with Steve Hendelong and Derry Doherty of the choir, I hope you found the experience of hearing their stories and listening to their songs pleasing to your soul as well as your ears. Shortly after the release of Burning Like the Midnight Sun, Derry asked fans on the band's Facebook page, to post their 15 favorite choir songs. Not surprising, each person seemed to have a full list of favorites, most that spanned the entire 25-year career of the band. And this sparked an idea, to create an album of fully stripped-down songs, one from each of the band's 12 albums, and thus the project, Deplumed, which means laid bare, exposed, featherless, was born. This LP covers the iconic history of the choir. Derry and Steve set out to find the one song from each project that exemplified the band at that moment. Intimate and vulnerable, this simple beauty of the tracks prove that when you remove some of the extra stuff thrown into the mix on the original, what truly remains are melody lines and songs that stand the test of time. With a song that was originally on their Wide-Eyed Wonder LP, here's a tune apropos for closing the show. 
with lyrics written by Steve and music written by Derry. To bid farewell. Away we go again Too early in the morning Just one more thought or three Before I say goodbye Insurance policies Are in the second for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circle is recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum and engineered by Jeff Kane. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.